Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. No, I'm saying season one. Whole oh, season Car's two, be all ten. Yeah. Ah. Season three, Car. Season four, Greg. No, oh, no. <laughs> Nerd On. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. Deep under the ground level of the FBI, there lies a group of investigators researching the darkest secrets of the criminal mind. These are their stories. (laughs) (laughs) Based, Based on the book of the same name, we are talking about Netflix's second season of Mindhunter. Ooh. And this time we're doing it without Reno Romano, but he does send his love. Yeah. Uh, Reno. So Yay. he does want to come back just so you all oh. know. Ooh. But uh, yeah, let's get into this. Oh, one real quick. Corey is joining us from the interwebs. <gasps> I the am. Magic you can of see space. it up here. These little bars that are moving. That is him. You're watching it on yeah, the YouTube. Fun fact, I'm 107 years old. Yeah. And uh, I hurt my back. So there yeah. you go. Yep. Are Poor you like in the, Corey. like laying down, like with a microphone, like, uh, like 147 your... years old. <laughs> uh, I, am pro- I am propped up right now. Oh, okay. Wow. A pad on my back. Dana's what? propping you up. <laughs> yeah. She's holding me up for the whole episode. Yep. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Her works. and sugar. Nice. Okay. So that is Corey on the interwebs. I'm Josh. I'm Caitlin. I'm Tom. Tom. And I'm Ali. <laughs> and this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. If you are new to what Patreon is, it is essentially an exclusive membership service so exclusive. in which you get fun stuff for supporting your favorite creators like Nerd On. So for as little as a dollar to five dollars a month, you can get uh, early access to our episodes. You can get discounts on merch. You can get a Discord server that is hopping all the time from comic books, sports, to, yeah, um, pets. Today I learned. Today I learned all sorts of I fun a lot stuff of things in there. Going is it, on over is there. Is it hopping or is it popping? Both. 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 Is it hopping and popping to the rhythm? Yeah. Nice, Ali. Yeah. Bang, bang, booger, the booger, the booger, the beat. Yep. Yep. And it is nerdon.io backslash Patreon. This episode is also brought to you in part by our friends over at Comicsology, the internet's number one source for comics. But check it out, nerdon.io backslash Comicsology. And do know that a little of every purchase goes to keeping the lights on. And that is done. The business is done. It is. That was an excellent start to our show. Oh, yes. Wow. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, this is uh, season two of mm-hmm. a show that David Fincher has said he will have five seasons of. So, this doesn't yes. make it a complete work. So, we're not going to guess that grump. Oh. We're not going to have a rating at the end. Whoops. We're just going to discuss. Oopsies. Because you guys are learning the show. <laughs> no, yeah. it's, it's funny. I think what was uh, we did the boys with just the boys, and Corey and Caitlin weren't on it. And we had the pleasure of talking about a show that wasn't finished. So we were like, yeah. let's just not do a rating. But also, we did Stranger Things, so I don't know how you guys forgot We can give that. our, like, feelings about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Just have yeah. a discussion, our, like, like our just, show. Just so it's, like, out there. Everyone thought Ali was going to be the grump, though. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just just so it's out there. Just so, so you know. All right. Let's and everyone out there also knew that Corey would not be the grump, so that's 
Also, what? that's a good point. No. It's a safe. Uh, it's a safe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. What? Safe adventure. Nah. So let's uh, get on with the rest of the show where we just discuss our favorite parts and all the other good stuff, the meat and potatoes, which uh, we'll start with our brief synopsis. Potatoes? Potatoes, mm-hmm. um, which we'll start with our brief synopsis and our production. Those are the potatoes that only I can eat because I'm do a Do we keto. not do first impressions oh. before that? You know, we, we, we do, Josh. <laughs> we actually do. And you know what also some people call it? First initial impre- reactions. First impressions and initial reactions. Okay. Oh, Tom's turning into me now that I'm not there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Corey goes into uh-huh. initial reactions before the entire show starts. That's <laughs> how it is. Okay. Uh, but we skipped it, so everything shifts one. So yeah, really, so that's we're kind of even. Uh, so, Josh, you you prompted. Let's start. Okay. Uh, I was really, really anticipating this season. Uh, I loved Mindhunter season one. I just really dug it. And this one, it was, I think it was a departure from what uh, the first season was. And I dug it a lot. I, I did like the departure. Mm-hmm. So it's bigger. I, it's bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's bigger scale. Yeah. Applied sciences. Yeah. So I dug it. Uh, you binged it. I remember texting you, you like binged it like a ton of episodes like the first night. Yeah. Because I, I just, we were one more, one more. Yeah, yeah. Just, just one more. Hooks you in. Yeah. I feel like you, you've done that with every bingeable show. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you can, I mean. Yeah. When it That's automatically it's switches for, to Tom. the next episode. Uh, Corey, how about your, your response and initial reactions and stuff? Oh, much like Josh, uh, I was hooked from the first season. I'm a big fan of any show that has a cinematic appeal or look to it or vibe. Mm-hmm. So going in with David Fincher, you can't really go wrong. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think the people. This is the this is the Empire, right? This is Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. We know the characters, we understand them. Now we get to play within those bounds, and we get to throw things at these characters and see how they react. Uh, so I was I was like Josh, very excited to get into it, and I think my wife and I binged it within a week, the entire show. So mm-hmm. uh, I I loved it. I came out the other side loving it. I do have a few uh, hiccups with it all, but nothing I don't think that really affects much. But we'll get into that later. But you also didn't watch a lot of House of Cards. No. That had David Fincher as the showrunner. Oh, oh, I understand. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, that makes sense now. I oh, it, was my, it was my favorite I started show. watching House yeah, of Cards same. when some shit hit the fan, and then I felt uh, weird about watching House of Cards. Oh, fair, fair enough. I only fair started enough. watching <laughs> it once the shit hits the fan. I was telling, I've been campaigning for years trying to get him to watch the show. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin, how about you? Um, So I blazed through season one, and... Sacks on deck like you're blazing up? <sighs> yes. Don't. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just, yeah, moving <laughs> past that. Um, season two was like this beautiful shift in the only logical way it could have gone from season one. Yeah. Um, and everything was so well executed. The way you feel about everybody changes a lot. Um, but but the core of who they are doesn't leave. Like everything was just very beautifully done. Yeah. Um, uh, me and that thread. It's pretty. Very seamless. Hey, oh my yeah, God. coming back to seamless. the seams. What's the seam? So she didn't like the show. Go ahead, Ollie. I, what? You didn't say uh, it. I like the show. Don't. Well, too late. <laughs> Ollie, your, your turn. Um, yeah, I was also a huge fan of the first season. Um, it was really cool to just see them get into the mind of like serial killers and and see. It's almost like uh, kind of almost gives you goosebumps when they first like coin the word serial killer, and you know you're like, oh, they're like this. It's all it's happening. Uh, you know, uh, it's all happening. It's happening. There it is. So season one was really great. I mean, obviously, I don't talk about like how amazing the photography is, but uh, like the acting is actually really good. I really like the cast. Cinematography. Um, 
Uh, photography and cinematography. Both. Both. Um, But this season, yeah, it's, it was, it was a departure at first. Like I was excited and like, I saw where it was going. I was like, oh yeah, they're going to have like whatever they want. And then it kind of hits you from the side almost of like this Atlanta case. We'll talk about spoilers, whatever. Uh, But and that was like a really interesting twist. We will so talk I, about spoilers, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if but, you haven't seen this, there are spoilers. I just said we're a city talk name. about all of it. Doesn't, but, as you heard from the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool to see like the natural progression. And there's a lot of like natural progression things that happen in this that you get glimpses of, which I, which I ate up. Um, so yeah, I had a really, really good time watching it. You're like crinkling this paper. I'm going to move this out of the way. Um, but uh, for me, uh, I had a very interesting experience with it because I think I was probably the last one of us to finish it because world and life and shit. But uh, I loved the first season. And uh, as much as I loved House of Cards, um, the directing and the performance, yada, 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 it was probably all stuff I said in the first uh, time we talked about Mindhunter. Mindhunter is definitely like the most finchery fincher. Oh yeah, uh, you could feel yeah. like if there's one show to talk about uh, that he he could have been doing it, is this. Yeah, um, and it's very interesting actually when I was writing the copy for it because actually, um, guess that Grom first impressions all this good stuff when we had Reno Romano was before we had this formalized uh, oh. structure of our yeah. show, uh, so I didn't have to do like so much homework on like the production and all that good stuff uh, when we had Reno on, uh, but I did for this for this time when we're talking about season two. And tackling that with a guest appearance or not would have been interesting uh, thing. But with this mm. season, uh, I like how it takes place right after season one. Uh, yeah. A lot of the consequences and relationships you take from the first one uh, drive the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of like lets it go into like a zero gravity feel mm-hmm. where it's like now they're just going to grow in whatever ways that the characters allow them to grow, which yeah. is kind of the beauty that TV does. And it's really interesting to hear how David Fincher has um, evolved in such a way where he finds that he likes TV a lot better sometimes just with when you're working with different characters versus yeah. like just telling one story. You can just spend more time with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting to know like which directors directed what, um, which writers direct, wrote what episodes. Um, and I kind of looked really close to those points because uh, – you can kind of tell who's like, I'm going to try to be Fincher versus like, this is what Fincher set up and I'm just going to take my own tone with it. Right. Um, because there are some of the things that are are lost throughout the season that Fincher would have done that other people didn't do. Um, which is, you know, one one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but other, other, other than that, I I really love the fact that this became Tench's season. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Holt McCallany's season. Because the last season, we got to see a lot of uh, Holden Ford, yeah. uh, Jonathan Groff's character. And this season was much more about, like, the actual struggle when you have human relationships and what the what does the Bureau um, and research and sciences, what does that do to the family? Yeah. So that's me. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Uh, so now, uh, going back <laughs> to the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Uh, let's do some brief synopsis and then uh, the production. So the brief synopsis first. Corey, please help me out because uh, sure. I know you'll get mad if I don't say no. certain, certain things. Um, you keep hitting me every night. I don't uh, get that mad. Just physical. You physical. Get, <laughs> you'll dress I'm gonna up. Gonna get physical. You'll dress up in women's clothes and then beat me. And uh, so uh, wow. we start out right after the events of season H-K. one, where uh, Holden. Holden Ford is having a panic attack. He wakes up 
few days later, and Tench, uh, and as well as Carr, Dr. Carr, Wendy Carr, are being told that there's going to be a new uh, director or a governing yeah. director for their department, um, mm-hmm. and this guy's name is Gunn. And he is pretty much like all in full in support for them. And he's like, hey, where's Ford? Uh, and Tench can only say like, hey, I gave him like time off because he doesn't know where he is. And he doesn't know that Ford went to go see Kemper. And Kemper is the one that started this panic attack. We get, uh, he gets a call from Ford saying like, hey, I'm here. So Tench picks him up. And then they discuss that what he had was uh, a, pan- a stress-induced panic attack. And it's going to just follow him throughout. You never know when it's going to happen, but you should start taking value. Um, so they go back to their um, base of operation. They find out that they're going to get a upgrade because they want a bigger basement underneath yeah. uh, a bigger floor in the FBI. And there's tension beca- uh, brewing because uh, one of the other federal agents who was researching with them sent in a tape that kind of started uh, outed them, outed them, uh, started putting their uh, je- their operation in jeopardy. Yeah, and work at risk. Yeah. Uh, we end up finding out that through a retirement party of the prior of. Uh, director of their uh, their department uh, is actually becoming the fall guy. And he had to be like, I had to take collateral damage and this is a forced retirement, which causes one of Holden's um, panic attacks. Panic attacks. Um, we're also seeing that Wendy Carr is uh, starting to get lovey dovey eyes with this bartender that uh, Tench, uh, that Holden took her to. But now we're starting to hear that uh, Gunn, the new department head, yeah. uh, is saying like, Tench and Carr have to be like the babysitters for Holden, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're like, "Hey, he's great, yeah. he's brilliant, but uh, we need to make off sh- the rails. he runs off the rails. We need to make sure that this bleeding edge science and research can do its job and do its work, and we can't like we have to let him be inspired, but not, but make sure it's focused. Um, so there's tension all around. There's tension within each other. They can't trust each other. Um, but in a great way, Holden kind of disseminates the fact that like we can trust each other, and we just have to be better about going forward in this um so normal investigations ensues uh one of the big uh yeah <laughs> one, yeah, of, one, of the, one of the great um carrots on the stick for holden is that gun says i can get you manson and we can, you're gonna talk to manson so mm-hmm. audience viewers are like oh they're gonna get a chance to see even though manson. he doesn't fit the bill yeah uh yeah. yeah uh but uh so uh, later on, we uh, they start going into more d- the d- the different types of killers. We actually end up seeing a little bit more of the ADT serviceman. Um, so every episode opens up afterwards uh, with a different development of this person who is going to become the BTK. Um, but also they're uh, investigating copycats of other killers who are doing signs. So they're f- understanding like, hey, we need to start putting categories for different people. Um, fast forwarding a little bit to the halfway point of the season. Uh, Holden gets uh, thrown, uh, gets put into Atlanta, and he meets Barney, which is actually Tench's old partner, and uh, they start working, you know, certain cases to talk to different uh, criminal inmates. And Barney's the one that makes breakthroughs here and there, which is kind of great. Um, but Holden gets uh, bamboozled to go into this like support group meeting where they're talking about their children who are missing, and that leads uh, him being involved, and then later on getting the FBI involved. And now uh, a, a routine research interview is becoming this world high-profile case. Like investigation, yeah. Um, all the while, Tench at home, there's problems. Uh, his wife Nance, um, who runs a real, who runs a, who's a realtor, find they both find out that their son was involved in the murder of a toddler, and the toddler was bound to a cross because Brian, the child, uh, their child, their adopted child, 
uh, thought it could bring back the child back to life. And Tench, later on, this starts weighing on him because two things happen. Nance starts losing faith. They're like, okay, I'm okay with it because it's not my child. Because it's an adopted child, nothing came from, from me. me. Yeah. Um, and also Tench is getting worried. Damien. Yeah. Tench <laughs> is getting worried because is this inherent uh, genetic who this child is or was it something that I've done, which uh, I'm assuming every parent at home mm-hmm. um, always worries about that. It's like, is it something that I've done? Is it something that I could have done better? Um, so there has to do the counseling and behavioral um, checkups uh, that happen every Friday. And so Tench, in between going back and forth between Atlanta and where he works, he has to fly going back and forth. So his life is like hanging by a thread. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's also been balancing responsibility of having to watch him. Yes. Um, because he's the head of his team. Mm-hmm. He's the, the leader of the unit. And uh, Wendy is uh, war- having struggles trying to find love and intimacy because before when she was just a doctor, when she was just a, a professor, she was able to be an out lesbian. Um, but having this relationship with a bartender in, in, in a federal bureau um, is tough and she wants to remain control. So we start seeing the way that she can't really uh, be herself be herself or find intimacy that she likes on her on her accord. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to have it her way and her it's on uh, her terms. And it's hard for her to kind of come to terms with that. Um, later on, fast forwarding a little bit more, uh, months and oh, months and weeks go on. Uh, political strife as well as uh, social uproar in the communities of Atlanta go on and Holden thinks like, hey, it's a black male from the 20s and 30s and that's all he really has. Like this is what fits the bill because the only person that could have kidnapped these kids had have been black. If it was a white guy, it would have stuck out. Um, and he makes a, a bunch of promises that he can't really make and they work really hard to try to do these stakeouts on their bridge. They end up um, arresting somebody and there's not a lot of promise with them. First, they did that with a plumber, and that didn't work out because he was just choking the chicken uh, yep. in the in the in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that term in a really long choking time. Choking the chicken, uh, and then they uh, come across uh, a, a gentleman, uh, a man named Wayne, and this man uh, fits the bill, <laughs> uh, and uh, he he um, is too. He's very confident. He's very showy, and a lot of the themes from the beginning is that like murderers often react to their own publicity. And they want to maintain control. And so they start seeing that Wayne is very much in that same sense where he's like, he's responding to everything that happens. Yeah. Um, the show of it all. The show of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sad matter of fact is that they still can't pin at him. They can't yeah. pin one murder on him. Um, They've only pinned two. Yeah. Two. Even out of 28. And five it, came back to match the same dog yeah. hair. And I think. They reopened it this they year. They came back for the fiber. Wait, yeah. they mm-hmm. reopened it this year, like for yeah, real? This year. In real life. In uh, yeah. March. Yeah. When did the show come out? Uh, uh, just like a month ago. Last oh, okay. Month. Uh, wow. So that, that kind of comes to him because the police stopped him because they heard a, a water f- splash over a bridge that they've been staking out for five weeks. And they stopped him. He had rope and he had dog hairs. And um, he he would answer all the questions, but he was really quick to move things up. They, you know, they do the normal procedure of like asking neighbors and asking people random. And it pointed to him. Um, and it wasn't actually until Tench, who actually had to do a retreat with the FBI director and get good relationships, because that's kind of the tough thing being the leader. He has to do the admin the political schmoozing face too. Yeah, yeah um, and tell the good war stories. Um, but a good guy, Gunn, who ended up saying like, hey, the defense jury or justice um, made a deal and said like, hey, Atlanta police can arrest him and we'll pin him on the two murders. 
So in a weird way, at the end of the season, we get the win where we get the murderer in jail, arrested, convicted, but not for the crimes that Holden believes that he can be accounted for. Um, And we still don't, they still have zero um, conviction rate for any of the children that were missing and murdered and uh, dismembered. Uh, So the mothers are still unhappy. And that kind of like leads the cautionary tale of like, this is kind of like the truth of like, Atlanta and like how the politics work and like how the system is kind of like ass backwards because they're getting in their own way and like you're stuck by jurisdictions and like politics as well as concerts that happen. Just like things just don't work. And even if the FBI tried to help, like the show did a really good job of not uh, saying, saying that the FBI was in charge of everything. And it ends with uh, Tench coming home to a empty house because Nance wanted to move away. And with the uh, one thing she said she wanted to leave behind in like episode four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the couch. Uh, the couch. Yeah. Um, Wendy, who has broken up with her then new girlfriend, Kay, and then Holden, who's back in his apartment, um, washing his hands and also seeing on the news that how the conviction happened. And then and it, washing the blood off his off his sleeve, sleeve right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like in sleeve. episode one. Uh, just like episode one of uh, season one. one. Mm-hmm. And um, we get a black screen that talks about the case that Josh mentioned in 2019, yeah. there still hasn't been any type of conviction. And he still maintains his innocence. Yep. He says that yeah. he's innocent. And uh, we get the final, final scene with the ADT serviceman who is in a hotel who's been trying to repress his urges, his sexual urges, and his wife. That No name. There's no name to him and no name to the wife, but we could see that there's sexual deviancy or uh, that like she has books on how to like self-help and stuff like that. Yeah. And it go- goes to the final form of the pupa to the great moth that it is um, of him in a hotel wearing women's clothes and putting a mask and choking himself on a doorknob, uh, mm-hmm. probably going to pleasure himself, and it ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was like, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. And, and Executive producer me, Dick Wolf. The uh, Holden's girlfriend. When did that end? I don't remember. Was uh, that season in the season? season one? Season yeah, one. Season I don't know why, but that feels it was much on a, longer. It was on a porch, and she yeah, 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 yeah. She was drinking and crying. Like, Is that what I'm doing? It. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but that felt yeah. a little more recent for whatever reason. But it makes sense because season two is about him kind of like devolving into. Well, it's like without without any social ties, he we see where he goes. Right. Um, let's Work. let's get into the pr- production, and then we could actually have the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Um, all right. So this is a uh, studio is Netflix. Uh, showrunner <laughs> is created by Joe Penhall, executive producer, David Fincher and Charlize <laughs> Theron, uh, writers based on Mindhunter inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit, uh, written by Joe Penhall, Jennifer Haley, uh, Courtney Miles, Liz Hanna and Joshua Donan. Mm. Um, the cat. Joe um, wrote most of the season one, but then the later on staff writers did all the other ones that, all the other ones. that Ollie mentioned. Hmm. Um, cast is Jonathan Groff, who yeah. has been in talking, uh, Taking Woodstock, Looking, and Frozen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hamilton. Hamilton, and baby. Hamilton. Uh, Holt McCallany, Fight Club, Alien 3, and Lights Out. Uh, Anna Torv, shout out. Uh, Heavenly Sword, Fringe, and The Daughter. Um, Sonny Valenciani. Valentini? Valacenti? Valacenti. The Post, Office Christmas Party, The Conway Curve, Stacey Roca, Things to Do Before You're 30, Walking Dead, Waking Waking the Dead, The Office, Zachary Ross Scott, this is his first show, Um, so he doesn't have any other credits, Uh, Albert Jones, who has done Salt, American Gangster, Born Ultimatum, Uh, Lauren Glazier, Glazier? 
who's done uh, Gone Girl, Grace and Frankie, and the upcoming C. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Saravis, who's done Cirque de Freak, Vampire Assistant, and The Mexican, uh, and also the, fl- uh, the Fame TV show. Uh, Joe Tuttle, who is uh, in As the World Turns, The Blacklist, and Forever. Release date, August 16th, 2019. We are in season two. It is nine episodes. Average about an hour, 54 minutes. Um, unlisted budget. Unlisted, no budget. And Netflix, the Rotten Tomatoes score your numbers. Uh, is 97 for critics and 95 for audience. Wow. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's pretty high. That's not bad for a show. Like the thing with critics, you usually think like the audience score is going to be a little bit lower yeah. or like that or the other way around, but it's like they're both pretty close. Yeah. yeah. Just a real quick correction. Uh, Zachary's name is Zachary Scott Ross. Oh. Ah, I'm Sixeldic sometimes. <laughs> oh. Sixeldic. I'm Sixeldic. Uh, yeah. That, so that was a crazy thing that I saw was that uh, Zachary Scott Ross, yeah, this is his first, is the son, is yeah. uh, David. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. He looks so familiar though. I mean, he could be in the reboot for uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now we're done with all that. We can get into the actual show and talk about our favorite parts and discuss. The potatoes. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the show. The the, meat, uh, the the fruits and vegetables. Yeah. That's how dinner works. Oh, I mean, if you're vegan. Yeah. Then yeah, it's that's the, like the whole show. thing. It's the actual thing. That is it. <laughs> uh, so, so, favorite parts. Corey, you want to start? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just very excited. You're really excited. I can tell. Uh, I mean, like like Tom said, this is very much a uh, a tench season. Um, and I'm a huge Holt fan, uh, big, big David Fincher fan, and he's one of Fincher's guys. So he's been in a lot of his works, including my favorite movie, Fight Club. Um, so being able to watch him kind of stretch into this role and really play within the character was fascinating to me. Like mm-hmm. having to... He's just such a good guy and yeah. having to make everyone happy at the cost of his own happiness mm-hmm. and not really complaining about it ever. Um, nope. you, just, you just feel for that character. So anytime we followed him, I was kind of on the edge of my seat watching him fly back and forth from Atlanta, trying to do his job there, trying to do his job as a husband and be home for these you know, uh, court-mandated meetings and being honest and open with the uh, you know, uh, random stop-bys. Uh, and trying to make his wife happy and also the FBI commissioner happy. It was just like, it, it was I, a really, really well-written web. One of my say. favorite details with him was the uh, just the fact that he's like always stress eating. Or what you kind of perceive as what I would imagine yeah. is what he's doing is stress eating. Because he's all, yeah. like... Even when he hands him the fries, he's like... Yeah. Uh, putting in like six, six sugars into his like coffee. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Holden, Holden's giving like the weird look like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, that that tension between him and Holden, even though they're good friends and to a degree, like the yeah. whole time you want him to tell Holden what's going on at home because you know Holden will understand and you're just like, but why he won't tell him because he's too proud and he's trying to like but also keep he Holden focused. He doesn't want to set yeah. off a Ford as well. Yeah, That's right. That's true. Yeah. He's walking yeah. a, a tight a tight rope. Because he has to yeah. he has to be called, as I like to call it, toes. Yeah. The yeah. tower of emotional stability. Yes. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Um and uh, so, yeah, I would be remiss as well if we didn't talk about the Manson interview. And oh, we would like to open that scene up to everyone. Of course, the same actor from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. yeah. who got cast in this first, I believe, wow. if I remember correctly. Uh, and then, you know, did both auditions thinking he wouldn't get either and then got both, which is wow. unheard of. <laughs> I love that. It's pretty, but, um, pretty interesting, too. I hope he's nominated for something because he drove that scene. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. My is, my, fa- uh, my favorite part of that scene is when he stands up and then the camera jolts up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And that's what I was talking about. I was like, okay, this this director is trying to do the Fincher thing. I see you. Yeah. I see you. And it's yeah, like, was was it? And Fincher did the first three. Yeah, but the thing is, like, and we talked about it on Directors of Roscoe, listen to the episode now, uh, is that David Fincher likes to, you know, uh, capture motion and likes to track it. Yeah. And, like, if a character moves, you move. And with this, it's it's such a dramatic thing because Fincher likes to do, like, he could do a long, wide shot that someone's running through a forest, but then if it's a wide-angle close-up and it's a character just, like, slowly moving their head, like, he'll capture that micro-transaction happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with this, such a giant like explosive behavior it's like jesus like that's how you should feel in the moment because mm-hmm. it's like these two characters have to remain composed and like again you had that ticking time bomb of like ford of like is he gonna have another attack yeah and you're like worried the entire time but it's like we're here like he, he has to maintain he has to control it this is like his you know his golden pony that like he he'd been wanting his, his great white buffalo you know you know what i'm saying his mm-hmm. Moby yeah Dick. yeah so, yeah, it's a, it's um, the casting. I mean, period of the oh the yeah, actual serial, serial killers. killers. It's it's incredible to go back and just kind of explore all of them. And um, you can watch the real interviews as yeah. well. Of course, they're they're they have direct quotes, and uh, some of them are written and fabricated to fit the scene a little better. But yeah. a lot of them use direct quotes from those interviews, which is pretty <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Uh, especially Kemper. I mean, that's a uh, match for match. If you listen, there's someone did an ed- a video edit where they blend the two together, and it's it's unreal. Oh. Um, but Tom, I'm glad you brought that up. My last little bit here is just the attention to detail with the camera movements. There's one that sp- sticks out to me specifically, and it's when um, Tench is on the phone with his wife, I believe, at an FBI event, and she hangs yeah. up on him without saying "I love you." And there's this moment where he's slouched, and he mm-hmm. has to put on a face and go be friendly Mm -hmm. and tell stories again. And he stands up straight for a moment and that camera follows him maybe, you know, two inches. Um, But it gives you the exact idea of that feeling of taking that deep breath and going, yeah, okay, I'm going to go back and be the life of the party and Mm -hmm. save Ford from telling all these terrible (laughs) science stories. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But for me, I I probably rewound that rewound it, probably watched it probably two or three times because it's such a little minute detail. But in that moment, you you're in his shoes. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So any, those are those are a few of mine. Any more from the Manson scene? Um, I mean, I just love like him like sitting on the chair and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He sits higher than and, them. like so, yeah. so he sits higher than them. He did um, that in the real interview too. He asked for a bar stool. There you go. He's a little man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with uh with the the acting of that. It's definitely a highlight of the season, I think, is that is that interview. Um it it just really gets to both of them and, and it's really interesting to see um uh see him like turn yeah. and start to like lash out back like lose his composure at the towards the end of it tench yeah tench yeah, the, and yeah and then so that was interesting to see the thing i really liked is that this season with holden you see him actually fail to get a lot of information from people mm-hmm. like before he was like this magic key All that star. just like got uh, he did whatever he right. whatever the hell he wanted he just got information from like murderers yeah and yeah. with Manson it was kind of like to me like the epitome of like this is the guy you want and you st- you can't really learn anything from you him. You can't, can't touch him yeah. you can't grasp like so what were you thinking how are you feeling was this you know like have how yeah. was your childhood and he just kind of like you know pontificates. About how, um, like, this is, this is this, these are your children. I'm taking them in, and I'm doing mm-hmm. what you guys should have done. I let them be who they are. Like, 
just deflecting any type of responsibility. So mm-hmm. it just feels like it's like I'm in here wrongly accused. And Tench, who just like knows the dirty side of you know, he's the guy who has been in the field who knows to work every case and look up every lead. Who's like the hard boiled detective, which I love that character type. Yeah, and like you see him just break, which. Actually, very yeah. well. I think had enough of this shit. I think um, that's that's one of the first times you start to see um, him worry about like his son. Um, yeah, and like essentially, he he doesn't want to believe that this is something that isn't inf- like influenced upon. Like he doesn't want to think that it's just that it might how be he is intrinsically part of right. Like what like, his, like his what his job is. Like he's seeing signs. Yeah, like man, you know, even the bedwetting. Is right, a yeah. sign like Mike Manson Regret must Mike have taken these kids and must have influenced them because yeah. there's no way that a like a normal person is Would capable just do of that. that. Mm-hmm. So that's I think that's part of why he breaks. Yeah, a little bit from there. And oh, absolutely. That frustration. His life is well, very. Uh, it's starting to blur at the edges, so to speak, and it's yeah. starting to become very like. Oh, I mm-hmm. mean. It's funny because he lies a little bit to the uh, social workers. Like, have you ever brought your work home? It's like, you oh. have. And then the and kids. And Brian saw it. He yeah. saw the stuff. And but, kept it under his bed. Yeah. And uh, when Manson says, like, no, these are like, like these children, like your kids. And then that's oh. like what breaks him. Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like literally that. targeting him. It's like, oh, my. He doesn't understand my the kid. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man. Son of a bitch. And that's the cool thing is that Manson knows how to press buttons as well as Ford does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, it's a, it's a psychological match. warfare. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Which is, yeah. it's my shit. Well, all the, day. The, the, <laughs> he asks for his glasses and then tells everyone that he, that he stole that them he from stole the FBI. It's just exactly what, all you really need to know about the character. Yeah. That's yeah. And you understand him at a pretty yeah. fundamental he level. He kind of wrapped up that scene in a nice little bow. Yeah. He creates his own reality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of the first time, I mean, like you said, it's it's him not getting information, but it's also him learning that a lot of these killers aren't exactly the same. There's not uh, there's not so much of a science. It's not yeah, right. There's still there's still they you know, you need that realization that like, oh yeah, that's right. We haven't cracked it. We're still coming up with this stuff. We're still figuring it out. We're still learning. Well, but I can't I, resist I, the attention. I'd like to also bring up one of my favorite parts because it's it has to do with this. They have a uh they're going to do an interview and they're like, well, Ed Kemper's here. We might as well go talk to oh, him. Oh, right. Yep. And it's oh, when they do the Manson one. Yeah. yeah. And he, um, what he says, he says something along the lines of, it seems the things that you guys know are based on serial killers that you've caught. That you've caught. And then there's just yeah. this l- knowing mm. look and he's just tapping his leg. And it's like, yeah. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Cause there's, mm-hmm. there, there might there's be a, a whole part That's of like their profiling the most- that there's, they there could know. be more. That's actually the most terrifying line yeah. of that show, for sure. Super terrifying. Well, like, all of our information only functions off of what we know based on, like, who we've caught and stopped. To keep thinking you have the bad monsters, imagine the bad monsters that you can't catch. To to quote uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, it's like, yeah, it's the observable world. It's the observable science. Like, this is what we know based on what we, we, we've we seen. Right. Versus, and, like, that begs the question of, like, are you really afraid of the things you don't know? And it's like, we can't know what we can't know. Right. And it's like, but how much do we want to delve into that? Right. And it's like, oh, God. (laughs) Don't burden yourself with the secrets of scary people. (sighs) As a direct juxtaposition to that, it was really, I I guess, kind of a favorite part of just showing Holden's true colors of interviewing the the murderers in Georgia where he's completely disinterested Mm -hmm. so quickly. And, And watching him, realizing that he's like, if it's not a 
sort of fight, like a, a, a mental fight with the serial killer, then he's really not interested. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, with the guy with the the Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and the other guy too. So, so which, Corey. Yeah, it's, Corey, it's Corey. It's not Reese's peanut butter cups, by the way. But they're kind yeah, they're of like, like it. Mars. Or no, something. they're marshmallow filled chocolates. Oh, that's like why I said. That's why yeah. I said cream and the whatever. Me, I was like, is that? You were close. I, it looked like it. And I was like, for some reason, I I imprinted like this is Corey and these are Reese's peanut butter cups. And that's how Corey's I was not a murderer. I, I'm. You don't yet. know yeah. that. You don't know that yet. Let's let's not <laughs> let's, let's not. not let's not play with that. <laughs> um, but no, it's like that kind of stuff. To me, I don't think it's like his true colors of like he's disinterested, but like the fact that. It's not correlating to a science that you can be tracked. Right. And it's like, if it doesn't match the science or if there's no science to be built on it, like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's useless to it's, him. It's like, a, it's 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 the, uh, was it, outlier? It's the outlier yeah. of information. So it's like, this doesn't help. This doesn't mean anything. Right. And like, I find myself in that sense, in those places sometimes, but it also it leads you to be like, he thinks so much like a killer in, in some ways where it's like a yeah. little creepy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. he he definitely got creepy oh, this season. For sure. There's I mean that's uh, it's it's wonderful the the juxtaposition and parallels that he has with these serial killers and it's that it's that uh it's like weird commentary on a fine line between the two. Very like this much. is a guy who's here to hunt and stop serial killers and yet he still has a lot of characteristics. He's a little sociopathic. Mm -hmm. He's a little uh, detached from reality at times. Mm -hmm. But where his focus isn't on, you know, killing people, it's on learning, learning science, like, which is kind of interesting. He yeah. can't be social during yeah. the little uh, dinner thing that Gunn like invited them over. Like yeah. Tench is causing up a laugh storm. Him can't do anything. I, yeah. I, and that's another one of those signs that they have social disorders. I feel sense. like in that social setting, it was less about not him not being able to be social because he is social, but he focuses on the like factual information, mm -hmm. which no yeah. one is interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And right. Tench focuses on- audience. Right. But, but he's, yeah. He's on I the guess that's story. He gravitates to his girlfriend in season one is she's everything he's not. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that he's not social. It's just- he he only cares about the information he cares about, and that's not what everybody else cares about. I mean, to another point, another favorite aspect of the show is seeing Wendy Carr having a relationship. Oh, yeah. And yeah. to me, it's like also that— They touched on it in season one. Yeah. yeah, but also that fact of like she also doesn't like the relationship because she likes to know everything as much as she can. And mm -hmm. left and right, she's getting like slept on by everybody. It's like, you're just yeah. the research person. You can't go do field interviews. Like, Even though she's the one actually getting information out, what's-his-name-is, getting yeah, nothing. But also she's— so she's doing the Greg. interviews. Yeah, she's doing the interviews <laughs> and Greg. she's getting the analysis done. So she's actually coming upon like, hey, like these pools that we're putting these people in don't fit. Like yeah. we need to recalibrate and keep doing this research that we're supposed to be doing instead of actually doing these, you know, big pop cases. Um, but like her relationship with Kay, it's like I one of my favorite lines in that was like, you want honesty? You're not truly enlightened, and you get relationship advice out of a magazine. Then I was like, "Yeah, that's some shit." Yeah. Yeah. shit. And I'm like, "That's so true." From nowadays, like, and again, you can't talk up. Like, you don't make a period piece and don't talk about real life now. Oh yeah. And what's the last thing she throws away? A magazine. And like to me, I like I loved that. I was just like, "This is like I I never watched." I can't wait for what she does in season three. Oh my gosh! I think honestly, so she many. will be the new uh, you know speculative. I think she will be the new leader Holden. of the unit of the unit. Like Tench will probably like have to take have a leave. Step down I think it was yeah. Holden Tench, and then it'll be Carr. I think it'll be Carr, then Holden. No, no, no. no. I'm saying season one, Holden. Oh, season Carr's two, be all Tench. Yeah. Oh. Season three, Carr. Season four, Greg. 
No. Oh, yeah. yes. oh no. Oh, I Barney. fucking love Barney. Oh, Barney. Dude. Barney's I'd such a good that. Uh, my favorite, like, main addition to the show yeah. is Barney. Uh, yeah. He came through in every single moment. And Greg disappointed in every single turn. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, like, the fascinating thing about this show is it, it leaves you questioning yourself, like, right? So it makes you, it's told in such a way where you believe that Holden has this guy to a T, right? You're like, oh, he was right, you know, African-American, mid-20s, uh, that kind of thing. But then at the very end, what does Barney bring up? Three files for people who fit the description went into the house that they pointed out at the very beginning and is a white old guy. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. so Shit. was I wrong? Was I wrong for blindly believing Holden? Like, is that where the issue comes in? Like, mm-hmm. I loved that they asked that question at the end. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's yeah. also an interesting term for the season because, like, for season one, it was very just like, it was a little freak of the week, even though you could binge the whole thing. But it was like yeah. every episode, new killer new way to think how killers think. I've yeah. seen right. it yeah. explained as like season one is episodic, whereas season two is more serial. Serial, yeah. 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 And like season mm-hmm. two, it, and like to Caitlin's point, like it just escalated. Very and much. like, and, and all he said had a natural progression where like, this is like, take what you learned and then try to use it on the field. Yeah. And was like, to me, it was like, a, it was a jarring change. And we'll talk about that later, but like how it just became this Atlanta case. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. like, how to use these things that they learned from season one and half of season two to, put into season and put in the end. And the thing that I loved about that though, was like how it stopped becoming this like deep. And I'm just going to use the word because Fincher likes the word, this deep perverse infatuation with the criminal mind um, into this actual macroscopic look at how society responds to no answers. How do like the politics and it's, it's what's known as like um, politically true. And -hmm. if you say something long enough, it becomes true. And if like the clan was was the ones that are killing them, the clan is the ones that killed them. Because in politics, that's what people that people are getting bought on, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what the mayor needs yeah. to say, and that's what the commissioner needs to say. Because no one's going to accept the fact that it could have been like another black Anybody. person. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, I'm also very intrigued with BTK and how they're going to do that whole thing. I yeah. mean, that's a very interesting case because he wasn't caught. Until he wasn't 2005. caught until 2005. I, yeah. I have oh. a question. They weren't investigating him in the beginning, yeah. right? No, but no. he's around. Like, like they had gotten letters. There was copycats. Or so, okay, so BTK, and so those little opening sequences that we had of the ATT serviceman yeah. who's going to become BTK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are all season two? BTK has been around. They've gotten letters. Okay. He's being a co- like they're investigating his copycat of that other guy's signature. Yeah. Um, right. and, and so he's around. They're aware of him. And the openings are all prequels technically right or all prior to him becoming that or is that do you think I that's think happening? it's simultaneous, I, I simultaneous. Think it's okay. he did it between 74 and 91 okay, was okay. his last one because yeah. like the cool thing about that was kind of like you still got a little bit of the season one flavor of like let me see this creepy weird shit but yeah. then also yeah. you're like is this happening now or is it happening then because i kind of it was a cool to see oh, the si- pro- simultaneously dude yeah, yeah i was like is it happening now or is he going to become his true final four Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was, it, it, was, it was a long term. Last one was ninety one. Okay, yeah. His last my, case was ninety one. My last kill was ninety one. Uh, my birth year. To freak yeah. you out even more, Caitlin, he went on to just have a family, and he Ugh. just was like, if you and, saw him, he's just like a regular dude, and he just got tired he because people forgot about church, him. His, yeah, yeah. They they um, caught him via a, a computer in a church that he was yeah. working on. Ran, yeah. That he volunteered at and yeah, ran, ran. Has anyone yeah. seen so, Dexter? You know, I wonder how that goes. That was uh, yeah. those were actually my favorite 
some of my favorite parts was in, of the sea of the season was the vignettes in the beginning. Um, of seeing I love him, yeah. just seeing him go through the process of like, you know, first being, you know, told to sleep on the couch, and then there's probably a divorce in there somewhere. And then the copy machine scene, copy machine scene, which was awesome, and it, it was just it was just really interesting, and him like creeping up on uh, on lady and being bummed that there was some strong man to help her with the groceries, and. Yep. So it, it was just a really, I love that they were just like quiet scenes. They kind of, they kind of bring you into the mood. Um, and I, th- I think, I think they were fantastic to have them on. I agree. Shout out to yeah. Sonny well, Valencenti. Um, yes. I think one of my, my ultimate favorite part is watching Holden change in very mm. near the very end of the season, because every time he's in Atlanta, they make a point to show that he is sweating through his clothes. <laughs> Every single oh, time. Right, oh, right under his belt? Right under his belt. <laughs> in the back and the armpits. Poor and guy. after Tench chews him out about what he's going through, and mm. he's like, I'm dealing with a lot of shit. You need to get off my case because I'm having to deal with all of this. So you shut the fuck up. Um, and also have to worry about you. And I have yeah. to worry about you. It like throws it away so casually. I love that. And after that point, he starts wearing like polo shirts yeah. and starts chilling out. It's like, Mm-hmm. Getting to watch him realize his mistakes and break out of that like uniform well, cycle. I, I love yeah. that scene because it precedes the montage of them, oh, the monta- like, I loved the montage. getting oh, ready right. for the stakeouts and then like getting the oh, prescription yeah. drugs and all yeah. that stuff and getting the ointments for the mosquitoes. Like, th- like Josh, you were talking about like there's a, there's sometimes a really good montage that you're just victim of. You're like, I love it because it's like. This felt like a really good, like, the band's back together. Yeah. 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 Walkies yeah. to, like, wake each other up. Like, the, yeah. the feedback the from the walkies. Oh, and and like each other up the radio. sleep sometimes yeah. and you, then not other times. Using repetition of shots of, like, the different type of uh, room service that they would keep putting outside oh, yeah. the room mm-hmm. and all that stuff, yeah. waking up. And One like, of my favorite ones was holding, grabbing Tench's, uh, the, uh, whatchamacallit? Badge, gun. Oh, not binder. Uh, Notebook. No notebook either. It's oh my god! Why can't I remember the name Clipboard. of this word? Clipboard. There it is. Yay. And he's doing like sports stats on top of the notes oh, he's supposed yeah. to be throws taking. Throws it out. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Uh, uh, I I loved how like like well, was it Barney or was it Ten? She's like they're sleeping and there's like they're sleeping in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, this is a like it was like it, they expended as much like manpower as they possibly could. Yeah. So there's a uh, scene uh, I believe it's in it's either episode one or episode two. Um, they're talking to what I'm just going to call the man without a face. Mm-hmm. And oh, it, yeah. it's just the, the in the back of the truck, and he wouldn't talk because he got shot three times. Oh, right. Yeah. He was a victim of BTK. I wouldn't even call him a man. Were, he, was a, he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. And um, they just, it was such a, a well made and well shot scene. Oh, it was also, yeah. there. it was raining in the way that they did sound design and the way that it would the switch. Music building. Yeah. Oh, it was the train. The train, the train building. The train was oh. the main thing that I was like, wow. Because Sorry, that's what I meant. It wasn't music. I, it was trains. I was like, not, not, not going to lie, watching that scene, I was like going to get freaked out. I was like, if they're going to show his face just like a brah moment, I was like, uh, uh, don't do it. Don't Because <laughs> the train's coming in. It's like, he's like, yeah. they're asking penetrating questions and like he's tearing up and you're like, is he just going to explode on them? He's reliving just, it. Yeah. Especially right. when they point out the shotgun Gun, back He's in there. the back there. It's yeah. like, I was full on expecting him to either blow his brains out or shoot them if they turned around. Yeah. Like they yeah. they set that scene up well to be scene. horror. But yeah. the cool yeah. thing I liked about it was that like even though again it's a fin- it's a Fincher show, right? They still kind of champion the survivor, right? And I really liked how it wasn't like 
he's on edge, but then he doesn't have the, I guess, inkling to see that like, oh, he's suicidal. Yeah. And I love that because it's kind of like, even though through trauma and traumatic experiences, like it's not never to blame to like take your own life because you've lived through something like that. But like this man, this boy, like will continue living his life even though he doesn't want to be seen. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. it's such a in-between place of like- He finds a way. Mainstream media, what they want to talk about and how they want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was actually talking to, um, shout out to Julie. Shout out to Julie. Uh, shout out to Julie. Um, about how this show did, I mean, it's still walking that line. Anytime you talk about the serial killers, there's a glorification of the what they're doing yeah. because yeah. you don't focus on the survivors so much. You just focus on like- isn't it so fucked up that they did this awful, awful thing? Here's all the details of the graphic things that they've done. Everybody wants to know. And they show yeah. that in this show. Yeah. So they yeah. toe that line really well of, of like, David Fincher, everybody's a pervert. Yeah. Like, all of us want to know everything that they did, and they show you. And yeah. they don't hide anything yeah. about but it. To us, it's unthinkable. So to it's, hear it's, someone do it is, a, is like a, it's a fable almost. Right. It's a story. But, but they also have those moments with like the survivor coming in and being like, no, this is really terrible and it affects people. And and like the Atlanta with the moms. like. But to add to that point, it does suck because how does Tench get out of any problems with his son? He brings up his war stories of how he talked to Charles Manson or yeah. Ed Kemper. How does he get the, the side of the FBI? Tell me about your stories and all this stuff. How does he talk about things in the barbecue? I was like, you really? How was it like? Yeah. And to me, shout out to all the basic white girls who like them crime podcasts. Because that's what that is. That's 100%. Because we, uh, and, and right now, 2019 in America, we have this infatuation with it. And it's like, yeah. it's been the past like five years. I five would say. years. And I'm yeah, not saying like it's oh, longer than that, dude. I wouldn't say but it's, it's become much more prevalent yeah. in you hear media. About it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, I mean, again, you can like what you like, not here to kink shame and all that stuff, but it's kind of like, it's interesting to see like, yeah, you enjoy the certain parts of it, but just understand there's two sides yeah. of it all. Well, and there is, should be some depressing things. What I took yeah. away, the, the thing, the what I appreciated from, from that element was seeing um, everybody, all the actors, all the characters' reactions to everything like how they dealt with that information. Like if like being told stories, like uh, uh, when Holt was telling the stories, um, the people around him at the at the retreat or whatever, like their reactions, their faces, like that was- They eat it up. Yeah. Everybody but, stopped. But, but, but no, I mean, there were some that were hall. like horrified and yeah. there were some that were disturbed and seeing those faces, like um, a huge shout out. We still haven't, um, I don't think we've really given her much uh, attention yet. Who's the wife? Uh, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy is played by- uh, Stacy Roca. Stacy Roca did a phenomenal job. I think. Oh my gosh, watching um, that, that. Just the heartbreak and like seeing her emotional, like the story uh, when she learned that it was a baby, like that crushed, like her reaction to that crushed me. And yeah. I was just like, Can you believe that that was based on a true story? Crap. The, like actual, I, I can't. The part where the mother comes in to try to to forgive Brian, oh and God. then we leave oh. on a wide, and you just hear <gasps> like that one no, sob. That's not like, possible. Yeah. Oh, not so possible. Good. Um, I do want to make one quick tangent real quick. Watching this show, watching the first three episodes Dave Fincher directed made me think, my God, I want a next installment of the Hannibal Lecter story starring Anthony Hopkins directed by David Fincher. David Fincher. Oh, oh man. Yeah. My God. Hollywood, do you hear Hollywood us? Hollywood fucking dollars to donuts. Hollywood, spend all do the money. you hear us? Hollywood, ha- make it happen. Could you um, imagine? Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I can't imagine because I it would be so good. And Daniel Craig it would look would be good. the detective. <laughs> son of a bitch. 
Hollywood, are you listening? <laughs> are you listening to me? Mm, All cameras. I would also pay money, to be honest, to see Adrian Brody as a detective. Oh, a oh yes. Oh, opposite. Yeah. That would work. Opposite uh, Hopkins. Yes. Anyway, that's not this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorite uh, aspects yeah. of the both really both the the mine hunter as a whole mm. is their music choice oh. um because what's what's really fun is that it maybe just uh, i what i would like to do is maybe go through and just listen to the actual music that they're using cuz charles manson some of his music is in this show mm-hmm. um one of the songs Kaylin looks season, confused Josh please explain Charles Manson's music is in the show Yeah he was yeah. he came to Hollywood to be a musician first Yeah and basically got turned away Ugh. by everybody yeah, it's real bad. Caitlin, um, so you can listen the, to his music could, online. You could have met someone who's yeah, just on like that. Um, well, also, in uh, season one, they used a song called I Don't Like Mondays. Mm-hmm. And the story of that song did is Garfield that it's been... Did Garfield write it? Huh? I'm sorry. I did said, Garfield did write Garfield it? Garfield write it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that's, that's his song. I'm sorry. Lasagna, lasagna, lasagna. I'm sorry. Lasagna. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. Hard left turn. It's by the Boomtown Rats. And it's based off a school shooting that was done in 1979. Oh. And they asked her why she did it, and she said, I don't like Mondays. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. So, I mean, using stuff that has kind of a context. message that tie and a context, to it. right. it's, it's... And it's in the same time frame. Yeah. That's and really, it's, yeah. it's just really awesome. I love that. And then, um, so when the season ended, uh, season two, it, it was very anticlimactic and disappointing. But what I love about that and why I think it's brilliant is because the real Atlanta child murders, it was, yeah, it was disappointing. Anticlimactic it, and yeah. disappointing. Yeah. It made the risk to bring in like a real world scenario where these fictional FBI characters that were created for the show that are based on the characters in the book um, can that are live. based on real people. That are based on real people that can live in the real world and live in during these events. And it's really tough. Again, you're going to have three white main characters solve problems in a black city. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then talking about it in such a responsible way that it's like, these are still true facts of life. Yeah. Right. Like these yeah. lives are still destroyed. And that black end slate is just like 2019, zero convictions. Yeah. Yep. It, um, it almost felt like a call to action to be like, hey guys. We, we did our victory lap uh, how many decades ago? Maybe yeah. we should care again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's again, it's like stop glorifying the killers and right. start l- looking and try to build the families up again. Um, um, I, I think it's just so interesting because like, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, I did want to add on to your music thing. Yeah. I loved, so Netflix, you're, whoever developed the skip intro is a godsend, right? That's but what I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> but the intro to this is amazing. Yes. But, I can't. but the last episode... You oh, can't skip choir. it yep. because it's an orchestral version of the opening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I right, really right. liked how I was like, oh, this is the magnum this opus. Maybe. Yep. This is the, I'm not supposed to skip this. They yeah. told me I can't skip it. So was I'm that, not gonna. And also, was that a boys choir? I don't know, probably. I, I think it might have been a boys choir. Ooh. Could have been a boys choir that was recorded would, in Atlanta. Would make your heart Ooh. just go, oh. Yeah, yeah especially, Ow. yeah, with the topic at hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, we're, I'm always, I just want to point out, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, we'll do a couple more and then we'll go to favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. have one last thing after Josh. Yeah, go ahead and go. Oh, I was just going to say uh, another season with only one handheld uh, that I caught at least. Yeah. Um, and that's when he's running to try to put the cross up. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. That, that they also did it. They went a little bit above and they, they changed with the, they did like a filter change. I, yeah. They did a, so, like a film look. 
question. Yeah. I don't fully understand why things changed so drastically for that. So they, it felt just really out of place, jarring to me. So that sequence, the march, is a real march, right? And so they're trying to go for, from what I've read. They're trying to go for like the realistic documentary look of it, right? And then insert shots of him outside of those scenes, so, outside of those moments, because yeah. there is footage. Yeah. So real like footage, you'll mm-hmm. see like the actual footage, and then you'll see shots that look like the actual footage. So it's kind of like they're blending. It's like a docudrama. They're they're, they're blend blending it. fiction and reality I, together in one. Yeah, and and I think in a sense, if you like it, you don't like it. It's one thing or the other. But right. I think it's supposed to be a little jarring because it is him. Like and the I forget her name, but the woman did say like, "Don't make any promises because you won't be able to keep them." Yeah, yeah. Bell. And, uh, yeah. Something Bell. Camille Bell. I think Camille Bell. Camila Bell right? is my wife. Bell. <laughs> uh, she was well, married to a Jonas. Camille Bell. I think it's also showing, I mean, uh, you know, we talked about this being um, uh, tensions season, but right. Holden also goes through a pretty real struggle, which I think is he's constantly finding that the bigger this operation is getting, the more out of con- out of his control it is and how much like BS he has to go through. Like five oh, jurisdictions have tape. to sign off on the yeah, thing. On a form being and, like, printed and... He's like, yeah. oh, I can't get that printed in and, time. Like, they like couldn't get the crosses that they needed. And, it's and then like, they had to shits. assemble them. They had to assemble the day them. Of. So it, it was just a job for them. Yeah. They didn't right. have any passion, no urgency. Right, right. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's that was like that all coming to a head, I think. Right. Like him like trying his hardest what, what he could to, to like run the crosses out. And then when he fails and he doesn't make it, like yeah. it, he, that's kind of he like. he was supposed to be there before the cameras get there. Right. Which is why they switch back to the like news cameras. Yeah. And it's like, uh, he can try as hard race. as he can, but there's always going to be these elements in the way that are going to stop him from the success that he Because if he get. doesn't get yeah. there before the cameras get there, the killer doesn't see it. Right. Yeah. Meaning that the whole thing is lost. Useless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, favorite characters? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, in, everyone included. So, we'll do favorite character and side character in a proper way before, like than we haven't been doing lately. Uh, Corey, you want to start us out? <laughs> uh, it's tough for me. I mean... Um, from I don't know if I have like a favorite standout. For me, it's like all the pieces need to fit for this show to work. Um, Tench obviously stands out to me mm-hmm. uh, as just like a really good dude and trying to make everyone happy. And I think I, I felt the most sympathy for him. Um, but I'm also fascinated with Holden. Um, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask this question to, to be honest. I know uh, Barney stood out to me as a favorite side character. You've lost your vote now, yeah. so moving on. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. So, uh, so you said Barney is a side? Yeah, that's my, if he's a side, then he's my favorite side character so by tench, far. So Tench first, then Barney? Well, he would say with the, the, side the fascination three. I would Holden? say the Holy Trinity and yeah. then Barney. Yeah. Fuck Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Celery onions. I like Greg just to watch him because he's just such a. He's like a worse. He must ruin everything. He's like a worse Jerry. Yeah. From Rick and yeah. Morty. He's yeah. like. I feel like Greg is like a puppy that you know is potty trained, but still pees on the carpet anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, like That's in, it. in all honesty, yeah. Greg. Yeah. Greg yeah. is kind of like the FBI's version of the bullshit that Holden went through in Atlanta. Like, these yeah, are cogs in the yeah. machine that would be like, oh, well, I mean... This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, it's like, Jesus, can you, like, you know, get some oomph in your step? Every time and- he was outcast, I was like, yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, I need you guys in my office, not you. It's like, God damn! Yeah, like, you, almost, yeah. you start feeling bad for him a little bit. But- Caitlin? Nope. Favorite nope. character inside? Uh, favorite for me is Holden. And Holden? Holden. Oh. Um, why? Who did you think it was? I don't know. 
Uh, Holden, just because I there are aspects of him that my brain relates to, where when I, I hyper-focus on things sometimes, and then I think that I have to like take care of that one thing, and that's the right thing. And he does the same thing, but as you know, Atlanta shows that's not always the case. And and sometimes you have to like have something blow up in your face to like course correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I in that regard I don't have an, an insane interest Should in serial. Know killers. your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Know that saying that a black person could have killed everyone to a black commissioner and a black mayor might be a bad thing. Not the best decision, Holden, for sure. I actually did hate him a little bit in the second season, but by the end of it, I was like, okay, you're you're still figuring it out. It's okay, little baby. Yeah, you're definitely supposed to. Yeah, no, for sure. Who's your side Um, bay? My side bay, my... Instantly, I want to say Barney, but really I think it's Kemper Mm. because he kind of also runs circles around Holden Yeah, because like... Even when Holden talks about like what happened to him, he only says he hugged me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mention that he threatened his life and Did said, he, I can kill you right now. Is that and no one will see? Or is he just saying a fact? He's saying a fact, but it was <laughs> right. like obviously. You think it was like a hidden, like he was stating a fact. It's of a power like how the, Yeah, like it a was power a power move. move. But but yeah, I, BDE, I think. BDE, r- r- legit. Yeah, exactly. BDE. <laughs> Big dick energy? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I think I think Kemper just because he's like weirdly sweet too, which grosses me out to say. It's such a good. He's intelligent. It's such yeah. a good. Yeah, friend of mine. I think I mentioned this on season one. A friend of Kemper? mine. Kemper. Uh, yeah, the actor. Um, what? Wait, what? Britain. Uh, the actor who plays Kemper. A friend of mine d- uh, dated him in high school. Very Shout nice out to dates. Oh, hell yeah. oh. And nice. I also wow. know this talented friend. dude. I'm. I, he was great in Umbrella Academy too. Yeah. So I like yeah, that, that actor. He was in Umbrella fantastic. Academy. Yeah, he's one of the two hitmen. He's the guy. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So more focusing on the wrong things, yep. like sorry, moles sorry, on the sorry. back of the neck. No. Uh, Josh? I, yeah, it's really, it's really, really, really hard to pick with this one. I really love. all good. Wendy's fascinating. Tench oh, is best. yeah. Like, yeah, Tench is. I love if Wendy. I, if I had to gun to my head, I would say Tench is my favorite. Um, but yeah. I like the way that you put it, Corey. The Holy Trinity. Um, no, the Holy mm-hmm. Trinity is I mean, one, amazing. I mean, Jim Barney has already been mentioned, but I I do want to mention K Mans, um, oh. Wendy's uh, her her bay. Yeah, I just it Which was just bay? an interesting thing to old watch. Old bay, new bay. The uh, I like old bay because it's new a bay. basil. <laughs> uh, the bartender, or it's a bay leaf. Um, it was just interesting to watch that. Somebody who's kind of a free spirit mm-hmm. push somebody who's so like. But is she a free spirit or is that? Nope. Bullshit. No, yeah. it's bullshit. And but it's still instance, fun to yes. see her push. He's air quoting. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, free he spirit. didn't. I didn't. But he did. In his didn't. mind, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did there. Hunter. Sure. Under the <laughs> table, he is. <laughs> Zoom in on me as I stare straight. Like Zoom in on Josh as he says, I'm not wearing oh, No! Oh. How did you shoehorn that? He did it. I, I imagine know. a little just wasn't a shoehorn. It was beautiful timing. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, s- me? Ali. Ali, Ali, not killer free. Oh. <laughs> yes. Keep him in bond bars. <laughs> Ali, Ali, characters, please. Yes. Uh, oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's Bill Tench, number one. Yeah, uh, oh, baby. Yeah, I mean, you can't help. There, he has, I think, probably has the most screen time. Um, you just get to know him a lot more. You see what he goes through. It's and, such and, a good actor. And Holt obviously knocks it out of the park. Um, 
yeah, I just he, he's just entertaining to watch, and it's just funny, and he, he's got such a great attitude. All the so shit he has. I to just deal love with. the character, yeah. dude. That barbecue scene where he's telling oh. all the dads about oh. what he does. I was uh, so good. I was thinking about the barbecue when he was trying to teach his kid how to flip a burger. Oh yeah, like a burger, oh. five second roll. Five um, second roll. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's the toss back on the grill. You're fine. Uh, and then secondary is his wife, Stacy Rocha. Oh she my had, god, she yeah. has a tall. She well had done, a, dude. That, oh. act, that actor had a tall order. Dad actor. Yeah. Dad actor. <laughs> she did. Order. No, she really did. And though. she delivered. Like she, like just seeing her, like her, like her heartbreak and her starting to like detach from her son. And it was totally just like dissociating herself from her family. It was Everything. insane to watch. But then that she takes happen. the kid at the but end. She the so she's goes, like, you know what? We're gonna go to new neighborhood. Yeah. We're gonna start so, a new life. So in a way, I'm not super. I mean, I'm pissed at her, obviously, if like from fictionally. Uh, but yeah. uh, fictionally, I'm pissed. But off. at least she's with the son. That's, that's <laughs> well, because we get the benefit of seeing what Tench is going through. She right. doesn't, and right. then like season, like I, I can't wait for season three for that. Like that's what I'm looking forward to in season three, is seeing yeah again the full circle. Yeah, you want to see the, the how divorce he has papers? to deal with it? Oh, but how, season well, three how he deals with it as a character, yet. you know? Uh, he's probably gonna move out. He's probably, we're probably gonna see him in an apartment or something. Or he might move in with Holden. No way. No Weekend way. Or, I need a roommate. And then it's uh, the odd couple. And, <laughs> yeah. And, or he might just live that, in that one, one like instance killers, of the other likes cleanliness. I know he's not going to stay in that house. That one instance of whole, uh, our Tench being like, can you sit on your own bed? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I don't think he would ever consider that unless so, financial straits. Financial. Well, those are my picks. Uh, for me, it's Tench uh, for sure. I'm surprised and shocked. Uh, actually, it was a match between that or uh, Wendy because mm. Wendy, I think, went through a lot of things that I think are important. Oh um, yeah, and I liked like her. I I liked her having. I don't like her dealing with the fact that some FBI guy was trying to hit on her, and like it was really mm. terrible. Oh god! I but I like the way that half. she dealt that with that moment where yeah. Gun unzips the yeah, top of her he dress he and zips she zips it, it right back up, up yeah. and is like, Mm-mm. and I was like, oh shit! Oh, I had to rewind that. Great. I was like. Did, was and that always Sam or was he fixing some other girl? No, he, he made it that way. Yeah. And I was like, mm. and I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable because I know for a fact what's going to happen. He even like did the little, like when she pulled it back up, his eyes darted down oh, and yeah, back up and was he like, noticed. Okay. Oh yeah, he did. And he smiled about it and I was like, God damn it. Um, she was so But then so also the scene that she got where he's just saying like, you should just stay in, you know, the sciences and like, it's a, it's a side angle of her and he's next to her and he's never in focus. Because yeah. what's being said is more important than actually the face that's saying it. Mm. Um, and Her so, reaction is what's important. Yeah, and so like I really like those scenes, but to they me, did that a few times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing is that Tench, I feel like even though he actually is dragging his feet in terms of like progressing the story, things are kind of happening to him mm-hmm. versus he's pushing a lot of things along the way. But once you know, again, he has really good performances here and there, and like you kind of since we're along on this ride with him, you just feel nothing but bad for him. Yeah. Um. And so my side character would probably be Barney if it had to be. Like, I actually mm. almost don't feel like he's a side character. Yeah, yeah. I you know. know I mean? It feels like he's about to be a main. Yeah. So That's I'm, why I said if you count him as a side character, yeah, he's my favorite. Otherwise, that. it's the Holy Quadrilogy. <laughs> but he, he's from... <laughs> Holy uh, Quadrilogy. He was from DC. Yeah. Right? I believe so, yeah. He's an agent from DC. Oh. So my uh, transfer. Yeah, he used to work with uh, Tench. Oh, 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 sorry. I immediately went to comics. Oh, no. Jesus. That's good. I can't help it. That's good. I like mm. that. Tom was like, I'm proud now. I, like I was proud. mad at first, but now Tom I'm proud. Was like, yes. Uh, Excellent. So now it's working. to the dark side. Going go to Qualms. Qualmy Qualms. Uh, Corey, I got one. Corey, you're start on, us yeah. off again? Yeah, you're the next source connect, so you do it. Uh, I have one. I really don't have any qualms with this show, story, <laughs> character-wise, uh, and it's with the makeup. 
I that's uh, my qualm too. The makeup uh, for some reason between season one and season two, everyone looks orange and yellow. You can see uh, a vast difference between their face and their neck. Oh, I didn't even. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, I didn't even notice. It drove Caitlin, me insane. For shame. Uh, I know. No, it, it it was it's the only thing that I would take me out of scenes is that whoever they got or whatever lighting they were using was bringing the foundation out, and oh. it was very very Kate yellow. Down. Happened a lot on Wendy, yeah. obviously, yes. but a ton on uh, Ford as well. I feel like they had a lot of fluorescent. Well, they lights. did in season one well, too. Yeah, Fincher it's likes a, that. It, it's it's whoever it's the makeup team, I believe, on this one uh, because it's a, such a vast difference. They're in a lot of the same rooms in uh, season one as they are in season two in the basement, and it's just it's jumping out at me. It's so cake, that, yeah. that's my only qualm. It definitely looks like caked on. Looks like yeah. war paint. Looks like they should be yeah. joking. I, there was times where I was like. Well, I wouldn't have done the makeup like that. <laughs> wow, I can oh, actually I mean, it's, see it. It's, it's, I mean, it's tough. It's tough because you never know what post is going to do. You never know what the film's yeah. going to pick up. So I don't want to. I don't want to like shit on anyone. My thing. No, just, no, no. I didn't pick up on it, but my thing is always like. I guess it was. Like, you said it was, you saw it on Ford too. Yep. On men oh. and Tench every once in a while, but mostly Ford and Windy. Mm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's my TV. Anyone else have any qualms? I, I have um, seen that it's actually a, it's kind of like a, a known thing that people have said like. Yeah, because some people have said what you just said, where it's like, "Well, I didn't see that on my TV." Yeah, so that's—I mean—that's interesting because I saw it on my TV. So I mean, I don't know. Especially yeah, if you look at their face and then their neck right afterwards, yeah. it's yeah, pretty rough. I've been yeah. Did I've, you say that Fincher only directed the first like three seasons, three episodes, three episodes of this season of this season, of this yeah. season. In the okay. last season, he did the first two and the last two. That actually makes a lot of sense because one of my qualms for the season was that it felt like. Fincher was being too Finchery a couple points, and now I'm like, oh, the yeah. other director was trying imitated. to emulate that, but directors, didn't get it. Yeah. Directors, yeah. but didn't replicate it perfectly. Advice on paper because is I different. could see it. Advice yeah, on yeah. paper is different than application. Yeah, because there was yeah, a couple so times where it was like really trying to show the faces, but it cut really harshly. Um, and I could, one, I could really see it. Whoa. He does the first two and last two episodes in season one and then this one he just does the first three josh is just passing around a photo of uh, the yellow face uh, Wendy Carr's it's yellow really face. apparent that now. definitely does not look like that on my tv yeah wow yeah no you, it didn't you look you can like google that actually if you google mindhunter season even, two yellow it's called the yellow face scandal or even Whoa, it's no. the, i've even heard it called the the jaundice ah. see yeah okay that actually makes sense because i usually watch on my pc mm. and i yeah. usually always have Everything turned down brightness because my eyes are really sensitive and I have flux turned (laughs) on. So everything's everything's already really yellow. So hers is PC, the jaundice mode. Yeah, I only have flux off when I'm like editing in Photoshop or something. So otherwise, I would never have done that. Hate flux really because I want the blue lights in my eyes oh, to I keep can't. me up all night. I can't. <laughs> it, it burns me immediately. I, I, he lives. I need to stay woke you need, so I don't sleep on the truth. I need, never take. Oh my wow. god! You need blux. You need blue shift now. Yeah. Oh, uh, I also think it was partly that this season was more yellow, so it just brought yeah. it out more. Uh, anyway, that makes sense. Be, yeah. Any other qualms? I got a couple. Oh, that's um, go, Tom. Um, so, yeah, so they so it's interesting because I can't remember this first season, but I remember obviously watching the second season because it's recent in memory. They yeah. do a thing where like they open episodes with the BTK, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they yeah. don't. Oh, right. and two that it's they don't. understandably because the way that the last episode ends, it's like super like oh fuck we caught a guy, and then you start yeah. out with we're catching the guy. 
And for me, it kind of made it where it's like, well, then why do it? I don't know. Like episode seven, it was, Season I think it starts with him like thing. answering a phone. Like, and it, it felt a little mundane. I was like, why did you leave it out of, like, you could have, you could have put it in this, this scene doesn't require. Yeah. DC. I mean, and, the, and those are the kind of things where it's like, I feel like there was, there were patterns being built and then for them to in edit to not use the pattern. I think it's seven and nine that don't and, and And honestly, I would say like, maybe it's used to do an effect to being like, oh, I'm used to seeing the BTK. Let's see. Oh, hey, remember? Nine, I can understand. <laughs> Because it's at the end. Well, no, it's kind of uh, like, do they do that but, in season one? It's not. Oh, he's not always there in the beginning. It's kind of like in like if you watched a movie and then like the first two movies have like the opening credits and the last one doesn't. You're like, what the fuck? Right. Like, is this not a trilogy or is it, it is a trilogy? Like, is it not I a would, season? I'd have to watch, go back and watch. But I believe every time he's included, it ties into what they found in the last episode or directly ties you back into what you thought. So, for instance, that last shot of him, right? So we find out that this crime possibly wasn't. Uh, sexual based mm-hmm. and then in, in, it's totally off what they've learned and mm-hmm. the last thing we see is a killer who's totally sexually based Yeah. so it's supposed to be I think they only use it in moments where you're supposed to have conflict with yourself kind mm-hmm. of on what you're learning and what they're learning it could but I'd be. have to go I, back and I think that works for like 60% of it but one that glares again example versus example no one wins uh, is like the, the first episode they talk about BTK and they show like the symbols that he makes, yeah. and then four episodes later, they showed the, the Xerox machine thing. Mm. And you see the yeah. symbol, you're like, why well, the he, fuck wasn't he, that before that? You do see it before then. Like, the, it doesn't end... The, the Him la- designing the it. The last scene stuff. before, like, the episode before does not end with that, with the symbol no, or any no, type it of, doesn't. like, moniker or signatures for killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, but I think you see it in the... He's designing it in the first or second episode. Yeah, but that's... That connects to the oh, next episode. Doesn't talk about the Xerox machine. How that's supposed to correlate to the last scene of the last episode, right? Um, so I mean, like that was kind of a interesting, like jarring thing. Where I was kind of like, uh, I don't know how this show is going to start anymore because it, you you kind of like you like with Fincher, it's like very it's orchestrative. Um, and I I I'm the kind of person that would love I love watching the opening, but then if you give me something that's more like I think is more interesting than the opening scene then you're doing your job. And I'm not saying like, they did a bad job because I like watching the opening, but it's like nothing really geared me to like say skip intro until I started seeing more BTK shit. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, they stopped, I was like, well, I guess I'm just looking at the intro play then because I don't know what the fuck's happening. And like, I'm not in that place where it's like, I need to see what the fuck happens next. Mm-hmm. So it was a very interesting experience for me in that sense. I see what you're saying. Um, and well, I mean, I, this just got me thinking. I'm sorry. Um, thanks for coming up. It's <laughs> Just don't anyway, say sorry. <laughs> um, it was what's interesting is the the parallel between BTK because he was so active for so long and wasn't caught for so long that it's like it is kind of like a here's a little here's a little thing. Hey, remember this is still yeah. going on. Well, in my, in my brain, like I kind of separated them a little bit out from the show. Like it was almost like it was a like mini a short show. Film? Yeah, like yeah, a short film. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I get it. Like I can, I kind of follow this through line. And I see where it's going, and then, but yeah, I, I do wish it was like consistent. I mean, the only way that I liked the change was at the end, where the last episode right. ends with BTK. That one I because you're and it's a longer. Yeah. It's a season yeah, finale. Season one ended with BTK too. So like it feels good that way, right? And again, it, you create patterns in our brain. That's how you know our brains work. Um, the second thing, I wasn't a big fan of the fact that it became an Atlanta like season. Right. That was gonna be my really? problem. Yeah, like I kind of like you set up the season one to be kind of like episode. And then season two, like as Josh said, it became a serial show. And it just it was an interesting, like, oh, like we're here in Georgia and this thing's happening. I kind of had the expectation that like 
Holden couldn't do anything, so he'd just go back to the bureau and feel bad about it, but continue doing his research. But the entire series or the season became this. Initially, I was very like put off because I was just like, so far you haven't really given a shit about like like things that might happen. Like you're kind of looking at older cases, but now thinking about I think it, it's the application of their. It's the application, but also the fact that guns involved now. He's like, now we have to use this in the field. pro science exactly uh, yeah. chief. Mm-hmm. In, 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 I think he's called the chief unit dude director. Um, but like he's not uh he's not like we're not saying like, oh, you could only use this for some cold cases. You could you have to do this in current cases. And this has yeah. to be a current study, not like we need to get it seen. Not backwards. Right. And so like it made sense in that narrative way, but it just kind of felt a little weird, like we decided to be here. Yeah. Well, I think um I think they went back to Atlanta a little too soon. Like I I I I dug the break. I was like, okay, you guys get like have to put on the throw in the towel. You have to move on. You guys are called back. I wish they had to like go to like a different assignment first and then come back to it. Like Atlanta. we got Jim Jones and then also like something actually, boom. where you can go interview him or something and learn something. Like obviously they they did that and they had the parallels of showing the other interviews, but I think they could have learned from like doing another remote case somewhere, I will- either failing horribly or succeeding, and then taking what they learned. And then being called back into Atlanta. I would say the one maybe. thing that they try to do to appease that point was like they had all three in the office and it's like they need field agents. Right. And then mm-hmm. like there's that tension of like Carr who's just like, we're Not supposed- you, Greg. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, Carr's just like, we're supposed to be doing research. And then tension's just like, whatever you say. Because that could have that could have heightened the the drama a little bit of like of tension his wife of being like, oh, I went to Atlanta. Oh, no, I have to go to this place and I have to go back to Atlanta. And then that could have been like really kind of ridiculous in her eyes. Um, to to uh, feed that narrative, not that that didn't like I mean, necessarily she, needed she, it. But. She kind of had that already to begin with. She right. was like, "You can't do this forever." It didn't yeah. need it, but it would have like I think it would have amplified it. And like, yeah, um, that was really the only thing. And same thing, I just didn't want it to be the because the second half of the season is Atlanta. Um, uh, I have yeah. other qualms. Uh, Go on, mine would have been. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if I was okay with the fact that they were making the first three episodes such a big deal with this panic attacks with Holden. What? And then just and not. And it doesn't no, And then nothing happens. The yeah. Oh, you mean like, where kind of you don't, like, gets over Because well, he's on a case. Well, the last thing you hear of it is that Tench says, go take a Valium or something. You look, <laughs> you look messed up. And that was it. And I was kind of like, I wanted a little bit more of like, he still has to continually deal with it. Some right. kind of confrontation where he either overcomes no, it. No, I mean, not even that, where it's more just like, he looks at the value and puts it down, or like the value is always next to his desk. Some kind of attention he, to he it. He does bring it, he does like he still gets check the it and shakes the like bottle every now and again. So yeah. like, it they do make it apparent that he's on his meds. Like, I think also I was, uh, not jaded, but like, uh, like uh, it's a long time. I was, a, I was affected a little bit because uh, people had told me like, Tom, you got to go watch this. And it's like, and if I learned one thing that panic attacks happen, like, and they'll stay with you. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be a theme throughout the season. Oh, it's not. It's only yeah, a theme I, for the first thing. That was a little weird. Cause I, I did want the, the tension of him potentially having a panic attack at any moment was like a driving force. And then is right. it, Kind of just poofed into thin air. It was well, because like a, his character oh, okay, I guess went we're not worrying about that anyway. Character went behind the scenes looking at a whiteboard. Like that's what his character. Like he didn't. He stopped having to confront like killers. Yeah, right. That was kind of. I think that was the missed like opportunity. That's kind of what I meant. I wish they went somewhere and he did something where maybe he to had to confront to that issue that he wanted to hold on to. But he's just like trying to string things together, and there's there's no situation brought up where he would be confronted with something to. I, 
I bring that forward. I feel like they might be using that as a chip for later, though. Yeah. Because, because so. this Rooks, was, right? like, Atlanta was also a good way to show having to deal with, like, a real barriers case. They that they yeah. didn't have to deal with before. Like, they didn't have to deal with any kind of, like, legal barriers Other because everyone ma- was just opening the door yeah. for them but I'm everywhere saying, like, they went. But from, like, from a writing perspective, that's a, a, that's what I kind of mean. I, I get what you yeah. mean, though. Corey, you were saying, uh, but you're saying, uh, I don't know if they explicitly said that whether or not, or showed whether or not he actually took the pills. Uh, he, he's prescribed Valium. He only took it. Uh, he took one, it once. one time when he's next to the car. Yeah, when like the director he is made like, sure he, "You're a piece of shit." Blah blah blah. All you young motherfuckers out here. He is it the, yeah. is it said. the Manson like one that. where he takes it out of his pocket just to make sure he has them? He shakes it. He just yeah. to, like, shakes it. Yeah, make sure that, I got plenty kind of thing. Yeah, and, and it might be like a well, placebo effect thing where he knows like I have it if I need it. Yeah. What I what I read on it is that it's kind of a, it's probably going to come back in season three, but it's kind of a parallel between him studying mental health and no one really really believing anxiety was a thing until the eighties, right? Which is kind of what they're creeping into. They're in the early eighties, I believe. Uh, well, I think, autism, well, I think whatever you read also, right? is wrong. People still don't think in mental illness. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I you know, know. I mean? yeah. yeah, it wasn't it wasn't um, categorized at uh, the time. Uh, yeah. so people were prescribed Valium, which is not. What they're prescribed today, obviously, with well, opiate crisis no. and stuff like that. I mean, that. in that sense, like the way you just said it, it does hold a part of talking about like how Tench is dealing with someone like a child that he think might become a killer. Wendy mm-hmm. is technically seen as a sexual deviant, and Holden is dealing with mental illness that like he no talks one about says is real. Well, he researches it all the time, but you don't see that happening throughout the rest of the season. You right. see Wendy dealing with the relationship being lesbian, and you see Tench like worrying that his kids can become a mur- murderer. And so, like, mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it's like you could have done a lot more theming with it. You could have done a lot yeah. more, like, I don't need the volume. Like, I'm okay. Like, I'm on this case. Yeah. And it's like once his life is going, like, I'm yeah. good. But then when those slow, low moments where he's not on a case, it's bad. Yeah. Like, those kind of things I feel like are, okay, if I were to redo it, because I have all the Netflix shows and bullshit. Yeah. Because I don't. Um, but it's like that's that's one thing I was like, ah, I wish it would it would have lingered a little longer. Love it. So, yeah, but I'm sure, if, I'm if, sure if, in season three it's going to be – it's just when he's not working. It's when he has a pain. Same with Tench. It, his work is the only thing he's proficient at. Yeah. I mean that's the whole point of the montage is that like once he's actually stationed in Atlanta, he like gets a chance to sleep. Yeah. He doesn't sleep yeah. when he's not in Atlanta. But mm-hmm. when he does, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are that. Yeah. Did we do it? I think so. Yeah. We, we don't. We don't. We don't rate. Yeah, we don't, we don't rate, rate it. it. I feel so, complete. I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm very much looking yeah. forward to season. I wanted to. You, I you like the season? Oh, technically, I season like three season. has been advanced. Uh, greenlit. Has it? Uh, okay. Mm. Uh, what? Real quick. It's coming. It's no, coming. I'm just I'm saying. Sure it it's, uh, I'm just being ridiculous. <laughs> Corey, it's, I think it's in the top three Netflix shows at the time. Right uh, now. Oh yeah. No. You'll come back. The show. You, Corey, you might have read it, but like reading about how the show got made. It's crazy that like it was yeah. in 2007. Charlize Theron got mm-hmm. the rights to the book, yeah. um, but like it's David, been a while. Div, David Fincher didn't want to do it. Right? Really? Yeah. And like when this else, is like right up his alley. Yeah. But then it, it took him a while for him to get like you like Gym House of Cards comfortable with the material. Oh. He said he wasn't comfortable with it at first, and then he became comfortable in 2009. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what the flying? Like, I, I didn't read say. the part where he wasn't comfortable with it. I just read that he was already starting a new show. Yeah, he wasn't like, comfortable with it. As I was watching, the, there was that one interview I saw where he's like, everybody's a pervert. As yeah. I was watching through season one, I was like, oh my God, this makes yeah. so much sense of why he is doing the show. Well, like, and he had also already done Zodiac, which is about serial killers. Right. Yeah. And they so, mentioned Zodiac in this. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. Name drop. 
Yeah, so it's oh, it's in the same universe. Are we going to see no, Jake Yellen Hulahe and no, uh, no, and no. Robert Downey Jr. But um, but and then Eric, and then who else is isn't that isn't Ruffalo in it too? Ruffalo's in it for sure. Yeah, fucking yeah. Fincher had the keys on the Avengers before. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one Avengers, day, one day, we'll get there. Oh my God, could you? The Avengers? Is that what you just said? Yeah, the I would. The Avengers. I would say this. No, Fincher, I said Avengers. <laughs> Fincher should also. Oh, oh, although I wish Finchers. I said Fincher. Seeing this, Fincher should direct Moon Knight. That'd be cool. Yes. Do a couple episodes because if it is going to be like uh, Fincher MCU, let's go. Uh, what's his face? Spectre, what his name is? Uh, Batman's Mar- Marvel's Batman. Then it could be cool detective stuff. Stop yeah. giving me nerd ons. But well, Fincher doing Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm just not. Anywho, no. keeps me up at night. What did you think of Mind Hunter out there, young uh, Let us listeners? Know. <laughs> young Are you listeners, for young old listeners, <laughs> same age as us listeners. Boys and girls. Tell us about your inside, you outside that three. spectrum. Tell us about your kink. Yeah, or, or, or you know yeah. maybe. Uh, no, you could just tell us what you thought about Mind Hunter. Yeah, that's yeah, let's good. Stick to that for now, let's stick with that. It's yeah. how about you tell us just as much as you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or you can tell me. <laughs> wow, you could DM just me DM if Tom oh if you're on the God. Discord. Yeah. DM Tom with Josh, all the details. Save us Hell with the yeah. links. Hell yeah. Well, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening <laughs> well, to this these these shenanigans. Hell uh, yeah, that I'm surrounded by. <laughs> uh, really, thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends, your family. If you are new to Nerd On, you can check us out. Nerdon.tv has all of the linky links uh, to everything that we do. It has some articles, other podcasts, YouTube, Twitch. There's a lot. A lot of things. But check it out. Nerdon.tv. Please stop by wherever you listen, uh, especially Apple Podcasts, to rate and review us. That kind of stuff does help us. Please. Also, we just had our anniversary episodes. Yes, Three we episodes. Did. We did the Dark Knight trilogy as directed by Christopher Nolan. So check those uh, out. And yeah. did you know that when it snows, my <laughs> eyes become alive no. and the light that you shine can be seen. Another, another I can bear you to it. Yes. Uh, also, share this with your uh, your favorite murderers. No. Yeah. Wow. No. Hey, I don't want them to and know. And tell them to turn themselves in. Yes. yes I was going to part, say uh, also this week a big thing happened. We. Uh, the Capeless Crusaders recently joined the Nerd On Podcast family, and their episode was posted this week. Yes, it was. So, yeah, lots to check out. Uh, we've got the Nerd On update that comes out on Fridays. Uh, the Capeless Crusaders are the third Monday of each month, and Trope Time is the first Monday of each month. But, uh, yeah, that's that's all the biz. Yeah. The, the business. You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Broadcast.